This podcast is proudly sponsored by Simmental Australia. The versatility and strength in both maternal and terminal trays should make Simmental's your first choice crossbreeding partner. So isn't it time you took your Simmental advantage? G'day and welcome back to the Australian Simmental podcast. We're celebrating 50 years of Simmies here in Australia. And as part of it, we're chatting to people who have been a part of the breed the history so far, as well as the next generation that are carrying it into the future. This week, I'm joined by Liz and Beck Skeen, a mother and daughter duo who have had a love of simmies their whole lives. There's some great moments in this chat, quite a few laughs, and even a really interesting story from Beck. So let's get into it. And so whereabouts, obviously you guys are in, in town at the coffee shop, but whereabouts are you joining us from? Uh, we're in Pittsworth at the moment. Over in WA, Queensland? No, 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 in Queensland. Right, um, so whereabouts is Pittsworth? Uh, about what, half an hour out of Toowoomba, west of Toowoomba. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So Rebecca lives at Back Plains, which is sort of south of here, and then I live at Cecil Plains, which is another three quarters of an hour west of here. Oh, it's a central meeting place for a podcast. Well, it yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> and so are you guys able to tell me a little bit about your business and the different operations that you guys run? Okay, well, um, where we live, where Rodney and I live, is um, the main business, and that's a where the stud is, as well as we've got a feedlot there as well, a 1,000-head feedlot. Um, and then our son works with us as well. And then Rebecca is at Back Plains and she's, uh, she helps with the um, organising of all the, well, the stud cattle and doing showing. Um, she's also very involved with juniors. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And so in terms of your operation at the moment, you've got a thousand head feed like you mentioned so how are things going for you guys it's very wet yeah (laughs) (laughs) we shouldn't complain but it's wet (laughs) we've had six floods since december and yes we still can't get on the ground we we also plant crops and yeah we can't get on the ground yeah wow Um, we've, we've just had another uh, 35 mil, which is just water going everywhere. <laughs> and we're so far behind in everything. It's ridiculous. But, it, yeah, you get that. It's relentless, it's isn't it? It's certainly different to a few years ago. <laughs> it is. It's very different. Yeah. And so tell me, what what is your favourite pieces of your operation in terms of what you do, Liz? Oh, crikey. Um, I just love to love cows love the cows i just uh, i like i'm very strict on what cows we have and the structure of them and i just love going out there and seeing yeah just the uniformity of the cows and how they produce and what they produce and then people yeah they also comment on us on how well they've done for them it would give you a pretty good eye in terms of having your stud wouldn't it and i like that attention to detail well it does i think everything that um we've been based on is by our eye and 
Rebecca and William are very lucky that they've they must have got my eye as well, so because <laughs> <laughs> they can pick the same things as I pick. So, yeah, and it's then to continue Rocky on. <laughs> and so, has it always been home for you, Liz? No, <laughs> um, I'm originally from England, and then came out here, and then my father he he moved to Matt Tyson and then he bought a few simis and then he started the stud as in Melbourne Park. And then when Rodney and I got married, we bought this, the, the few cows that he had and, and then um, progressed from there. And now we've got around the 300 females that wow. we run. Hmm. So was it something that you were always keen on from a young age? Yeah, I was actually always told that um I probably couldn't live in England but that because I was a bit of a tomboy and that I'd be better off in Australia (laughs) 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 I could do what I want to do uh yeah but yes I've always been involved with with farming unreal and what about for you Rebecca was it always of interest for you from a young age yeah well I guess when you kind of born into it and that's what you see mum and dad do every day and that's what we do every day it was kind of yeah that was it (laughs) no and um yeah growing up and it was always I've obviously always enjoyed the aspect of Simmentals and then um yeah the showing side the probably I really enjoyed over the years and yeah it's just always been part of life now really so you're talking about what it's like now but do you remember your earliest kind of involvement in and around ag and what it was uh well mum took me to Toowoomba Royal Show when I was what three weeks old Mm -hmm. and that was my first show so I think it's kind of since then I know (laughs) yeah that one and then being told not to go in the yards with cows carving cows (laughs) as a toddler do not come into the yards. Well, I was always the one to go into the yards and yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, cows are always the thing and yeah. <laughs> and we saw earlier this year at the Sydney Royal, there was a huge crew of young people coming through. Is that something that you got involved with early on as well? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with my bluffing. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Well, uh, we've since... Doing the stud, we've always um, donated cattle to um, for the junior shows. We've always had junior show in Queensland, and it's been run by um, basically the, the Queensland branch. And it's been at Tagulawa, it's been Pittsworth, and been Toowoomba, and now it's basically at Pittsworth nowadays. But yes, yeah, since Rebecca was a baby, really, and William. They've been going to junior shows and then and then started participating in them when they were able to. And so what's the importance of junior shows uh, to, to the industry and to the associations like the Simis? Well, it's probably, first of all, it's getting the involvement, um, you know, getting to know cattle and that sort of thing. Um, where we're more focusing now on the commercial side, aren't we, in our junior show. Um, Yes, showing's great, but um, we like to 
show the kids that participate every year um, that they can go see the commercial side of it, um, you know, where you cattle it bred from, um, the different markets that they go to, the feedlots, the meat, the whole lot. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important. You get to meet a lot of people. Um, I know the people that I met when I first started, I'm still great friends with now. Um, yeah, it's a community, really, yeah. We heard of some people even finding their future husbands or wives through the different show associations too, which has been pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's us, me again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 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 How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from from no, an early age? No, no. Later on, I thought he was a bit of a wally at start, but anyway. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> For the love of simmies, and that's how it'll continue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keeps it interesting, we'll say that, yeah. <laughs> what do you think in terms of the like that movement from being um, focused on kind of the show ring side to actually bringing the commercial side? Why is that important for kids to really start to understand early on? Well, kids can go to a show every weekend and, you know, have their animal prepared, um, walk in the show ring, get a ribbon and get out and they think that's all that's to it. But, you know, we try to show them what actually goes into getting an animal to a show for one you know you're thinking well and truly four years ahead of what you're going to put over your cows um and it's not just for the show ring it's yes we might take a bull to the junior show this is what the bull but it's what that bull's going to go and breed on and do um and a lot of kids don't understand the whole yeah they go into the we sell a lot of bulls in the bullock industry and they go, um, yeah, so the bulls have got to go and put their traits that the uh, buyer wants them to go to. Um, and then we try to show to the kids that right now they've got the product on the ground. It's got to go, it'll be to a bullock and then they'll get fed, um, whether it's a grass operation or a grain operation. Um, and then they go to the abattoir and then we bring in the meat um, for them also to see that side as well as to what, different what would be the word different specifications that they need yeah you know to go with the msa or 100 day kill or yeah 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 um, it's cool bringing it like kind of full circle for them yeah, yeah that's it yeah and so for you liz well i think what's cool with you guys you've it's multi-generational but for you um liz with your old man starting with his simmies what was it that he saw in them i it was a bit of a choice, but he just thought because the the power of the female, the just her milking ability and her ability to lay the fat and and still produce a you know a sappy calf was the main thing. And for you, like bringing it away from him and into your new life as well once you were married, um, what was what was the reasons behind that? Well, Rod, my husband, Rodney, could see that I was fairly passionate about them and thought, well, this, we might as well, because um, he on a, was on a farm as well, that we will keep doing this and, and I keep going on that way of thinking, getting more involved in the stud. And so what are the traits that you guys have been chasing? Oh, they're 
ability to be easy doing as well as you know they can lay fat but they've also got the muscle that you've got to be able to have a, an eye mu like muscle your eye muscle is very important um just to say you you've got that because so many people use them over brahmins they need flat backs and they've got to take your hump off and you've got to have the ability to lay fat and put muscle on them as well what do you reckon rebecca yeah, no, um, as mum was saying, is we'll be picking bulls, picking our cows and our bulls that we use for our operation is based, yeah, mainly on the ability of easy doing, able to put the muscle still into them with the natural softness. Structural correctness is one of our biggest, biggest, thing. biggest things. What else? There's lots of <laughs> A lot of small things, as you can imagine, but yeah, they're probably the main and milking ability. Mm. Yeah, they've yeah. got to still be able to produce the calf. Yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned like the role of having being able to see it and identify the traits, which fortunately, Rebecca, you've inherited from your mum. But for like, how much data is coming in and the objective measurement in terms of the stud and how that's evolving as well? Well, okay, well, we, we do breed plan. We do all our weights. And I do look at, um, like, if I'm buying bulls, I will look at it, but I still got to see the animal. I find it very hard to, you can look, you can get all your data, and but you've got to have a look at the animal as well. You've got to see what you're buying. You've got to see if you can walk. You can't see that on paper. You can't see if he can track well. You can't see, you know, what his coat's actually like or um, what, he's, what he looks like around his head. You've got to see. And I hate roachy back cattle, so <laughs> they've got to be able to walk well. And so when it comes to even, like, looking at videos and things, it, like, does that, um, I, I guess, yeah, full disclosure, I was working at Auctions Plus last year and like do, do you guys see the benefits in like buying through the through video or are you very much you want to see I've, them in person and be able to walk around I, get them it. And... I can look at videos and we did buy we've bought bulls before on videos but now i've still got to go and i'll look at them and then i will go and have a look at the bull myself because i still think that yeah you can hide a lot of stuff on videos as well. So but you've still got to. Yeah. Hard to beat in real life. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you can do lots of things with videos and, and photos. And so for you guys, over the last 50 or so years, um, the breed is really involved, but there's been lots of incredible people along the way. So who, who are some of the people that you guys have met and what is it about the Simmies as an association and kind of as a community that you guys really enjoy? I'll let her go first. <laughs> it's a good handball, Rebecca. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we've, uh, we've met lots of people. I guess with the Simmies, we're not very corporate-based, so we've got a lot of farming families and and sort of where we sell bulls it's all farming families and we've made some great friends with with people that have bought bulls for for years and years and years and also in the Simmental community is in Queensland we've got some fantastic friends that 
that we've known for years as well. And it's good to see that they you can keep together and, and you can talk about things. And and then uh, from a sort of feedlot side of things as well, we can also see what the what people are using and and how it can um, like for getting grading systems and how it, just fantastic some cattle that come through. We've got Brahmins in there at the moment and they're just beautiful looking Brahmins. Um, just getting off the topic. No, <laughs> keep talking to me about that because that's one thing which people have mentioned throughout the series is the role that simies play in um, in in crosses. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just when you, it's very, ha you can't go to a sale yard and buy a lot of simi cross cattle because they go direct to, into feedlots and things up here because people are looking for them because they do so well. Um, they can cross over, you can, you can do, you can do your trade cattle, you can also get into your um, Jap Ox, you know, your 100 day cattle you can get into those different markets and you any grass fed they they can lay enough fat on grass to do, get into those markets and so stepping back rebecca because we know that you've met a husband through <laughs> this not quite a husband but yeah <laughs> okay work in progress oh well yes <laughs> what like what have been some of the highlights of the different people that you've met um along your involvement with the simis as well as I said, we've spoken a lot about our show relationships at the actual Queensland branch. Uh, we've, yes, as mum mentioned, we've built a lot of friendships over that and they're lifelong because we attend quite a lot of events for the Simmies. I don't know. They're probably the ones that are more important, you know, to us because we're seeing them every weekend or, you know, quite often. So you mentioned at the beginning that you were involved in a few different ways. So you through the yep. junior programs, but what are some of the other ways that you've been involved as well? <laughs> Just the stunt. <laughs> well, the Queensland branch. So Queensland branch, yeah. We're so in the committee where... I'm the president of the Queensland branch at the moment and also on the board. Um, and then Rebecca's actually in on the... Um, in the Queensland branch as well. Just the Queensland junior liaison. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And then... That'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it's good. I've been in that role for a while. <laughs> well, she can't get rid of it. Okay. <laughs> can't, can't hand it off. No, no one wants it. No. <laughs> so for you guys, where do you see 50 Years of the Breed this year? Where do you see it going into the future and why is Simi's important? Probably people seeing more um, how diverse Simmentels are. Um, as mum's mentioned quite a few times, the different markets that they can go to. Um, and I think, you know, over time, as people, you know, as Simintels have been getting quite popular, I think it's, yeah, it's only got to improve. And I think, yeah, the more people that are seeing, you know, what markets are actually suitable for, um, yeah, and the diversity that I think, yeah, Simitels have got a still long way to go. Yeah, I think also the oh well the the female yeah just how she can produce and I've still got people from back in like bought bulls in nineteen ninety five <laughs> and they've you know they'll say 
oh, I've still got a, a cow that, you know, that belongs to the bull that they bought that um, we still have, you know, relate, relations in their herds from those cows that were that long ago when they said they're just fantastic the way they keep um, having that ability to produce calves. So they, they won't get rid of them. They stay there forever. <laughs> and what about for you guys? How do you keep, I guess, improving your herd, uh, your herd and your stud? Like where do you guys see that going in the next little while? Well, we just keep trying to strive for that, um, that animal that we, we are producing, but it's very hard to keep finding bulls that are what we require. So just trying to keep our female herd so stable that we can keep producing the same, well, not the same article because we need to still strive to get it better. Yeah, for you guys, like, what would make you guys happy as stud owners into the future? What would make us happy, Rebecca? Keep doing what we're doing, but getting better. You know, still breeding the animals that we are, but obviously getting better with times. We're obviously, as we've said, we want to strive for the best animal that is climatised in Queensland for all markets. And that doesn't happen overnight. You've been going for how many years? Over 30, 30 years. <laughs> 30 so years. things have still got to be improving, but our female base is there. We still buy, we buy we bulls still, in. Mm. We, Mum and Dad do hundreds of kilometres every year just to get a product for three years down the track for our clients to buy. Yeah, not, a, not an overnight success. Yeah. No, it's not. Actually, people, they find it very easy at the moment. <laughs> they they think it's easy breeding bulls, but it's um it's quite hard. It takes a long time to get there and to keep producing your product. And to be doing it for thirty eight years is something. It is, it is. And to get the I think the recognition that we, we do get is quite amazing really. Absolutely. And mm. building the relationships with yeah. our clients is our biggest, our biggest thing, yeah. The biggest highlight was um, winning beef. What, just beef just gone? No, no, we, uh, 2018, we had um, Major Play. He won the interbreed of Beef Australia. For Beef Australia. What was that like? That was pretty good. We actually, we did really well like, that year because we had the, the female and the, and the cow. And the exhibitors group and the reserve bulls as well. So from some from an outsider's view to look in to see our genetics, hmm. we're on top. And yeah, that was pretty remarkable. And to win was obviously something you'll never forget. Um, we came close the beef before. We did come close. <laughs> we got runner up um, yeah. with Hugo, and yeah, as. The years have gone past. The sales are only reflecting that because those bulls' genetics are back in the sales now, and that's what yeah, their sons and granddaughter, grandson, sorry, are all selling now. And yeah, it's all because of mm. mum and dad's hard work. <laughs> well, I guess just yeah, one other question on that. You kind of touched on it then, Rebecca. But like, what does what role do the, does the showing side have in terms of supporting the stud? I think it's just the people seeing your name and just 
being there, you don't have to take many. You just have to be there and be present. Be present. And it does, people say, oh, we, and they don't, a lot of people don't want to buy stud, as in show bulls. So it's just, yeah, just a being a presence and they see you, hear you on the radio or you, they hear you, see you in the paper or just being there, I think. Just being there. Doing and the people miles talking to see about, them, yeah. Do the miles to see our clients. We mm. try and do the, a lot of Western run. Yeah, awesome. And see, because well, it's their day out to go to a local show. So you go out and see them and this is this is the product that we might be bringing to the sale at the end of the year and they may not necessarily like that show bull, but they might like the type of him and, yeah, they know that they can go to the sale at the end of the year in September and see 80 others like them. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you. Listen, Rebecca, for coming and having a chat. I think we've the beauty is that we've had a few different people from over the years coming and contributing what what their journey's been like in the simis. And so it's been great to have both of you. And by no means has it been short for you, Liz. And by the sounds of it, it sounds like the future is going to be pretty exciting as well. Yeah, I think so too. And thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to hear Liz and Beck's stories. If you're enjoying these podcasts, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or someone else who you know who's been involved with Simmies. Next week, we sit down with Peter and Charles Coucher and it will be our last episode of the series. So keep your ears peeled. We'll see you next week. This podcast is sponsored by Simmental Australia. Unlock the potential in your herd and take it to the next level in performance. It's time to take your Simmental advantage.